week three is in the books and we have a lot to cover we had upsets we had unbelievably lopsided scores he is tyler mallon i'm brandon johnson this is the football kingdom podcast okay so as we do every week let's get into the kansas city chiefs the chiefs hosted the chicago bears on sunday afternoon and this was a matchup going into it that I think everybody felt like the Chiefs would win, but we weren't sure by how much. There was a lot of question marks with the offense and the Chiefs feeling like they have a tendency to play games close. I think nobody was going to be surprised if this was a 27-24 game, but we went into it and the Chiefs, Tyler, pretty much did whatever they wanted against the Chicago Bears on Sunday. Yeah, it was fun to watch. Everything about that game was so much fun being a Chiefs fan. Um, yeah, seeing, we talked about it uh, off air, but <laughs> uh, seeing the Chiefs put away a bad team in a big way, just drop a 40-burger on them and, you know, say see you later. Because we think the Chiefs with Mahomes should be putting away bad teams like this every time. Uh, we kind of looked back at that, and, you know, it's it's happened a few times. There's probably a couple other games out there that shouldn't have been as close. But, uh, yeah, this it's really good to see, you know, this team come together after the first two games and finally find some form that is repeatable, I think, uh, and just look comfortable again. You know, everybody's on the field. Everyone's generally healthy. And... Uh, I mean, I think Mahomes passed to like 10 or 11 receivers, you know, and the running game was on fire. Uh, it was it was so much fun to watch. Yeah, it was as close to, you know, a, a perfect football game that the right. Chiefs could have played. They came out and they looked like, I say Chiefs of old, but they they look like the, the, the Chiefs that we've all come to know and love offensively. And we found out that chiefs have a bona fide defense. I mean, they they're, they're a top five scoring defense right now. And, you know, I know it was the bears, but they are playing at an incredibly high level. And this is really the first time in Patrick Mahomes career that he's had a, a defense that can kind of play to his level. So in games where maybe the offense isn't going like in a week one and week two, you can rely on the defense to, to pick you up. So I'm very excited to see the chiefs continue to build some momentum from an offensive standpoint and continue to do what they do on the defense. And it has the makings of being a very scary football team as the season continues. Yeah, that should really you know, put a lot of people on, you know, they need to be aware of the fact that the Chiefs with Mahomes are having a top five defense is pretty scary. Because typically when, in the past, Mahomes years, when the offense has lacked, the defense steps up, but then they end up losing those games. I think now 
everybody is kind of in veteran status where that's not going to happen as much. Like, that's going to be the norm where, you know, if it's a cohesion or if somebody kind of, you know, falls behind, we're still going to, they're still going to come through and, and win games. But yeah, talking about the defense, your boy Trent McDuffie uh, had a strip fumble. Like, he's looking awesome. <laughs> yeah, all around. Patrick Mahomes, he played, what, the first half and maybe a little bit of the third quarter. Uh, 272 yards, three touchdowns, and then pretty much let Blaine Gabbert handle the rest. With his two interceptions. His two interceptions, yeah. <laughs> one of them was bad. One of them was a good throw that got tipped, or that deflected. Actually, yeah, but he didn't it didn't look matter. Terrible. My sucks but, not having Henny anymore, but <laughs> sure. But yeah, Isaiah Pacheco. Actually, all the running backs, yeah, during the game were just fantastic. So if they can get their uh, their running game to to blossom as well, and again, I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but look out. Also, the Chiefs' offensive line has only allowed one sack all season. So wow, it's. It's going well. Travis Kelsey was fully healthy this week. Seven seven catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. And, uh, yeah. Well, good. well yeah, seeing uh, Jarek McKinnon in the end zone just feels right. You know? Like, seeing him back in the end zone, I'm like, oh, yeah. let's keep the streak going back again this year. <laughs> that would be great, because that was... A surprise. I remember when they grabbed him, I'm like, wow, Jerick McKinnon, like that guy's amazing. And, you know, he had his injuries and I'm like, if he can stay healthy, this guy is dangerous. I said that last year when we didn't have a podcast, but I'm super, you know, excited that he's, he is playing, you know, at a top level and they don't really need him until they get into that red zone and, or to pick up blocks. Like I think Pacheco had a blitz pickup. He did pick one. Was up, that yeah. in the second day? I love, yeah. I love when that happens. Like that's one of the greatest plays in football. Whether whatever happens with the rest of the play, it's like seeing a dude light a guy up who's like about mm-hmm. to kill your quarterback. Yep. Yeah, that, Patrick, that's a great play. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes had a kind of vintage Mahomes moment. He kind of steps up in the pocket and just slings the ball out oh to Justin God. Watson at one point in the game, and I just I watched it and I'm like. It's it's not fair. He, <laughs> he put it looked like he put no effort. Just kind of was like here oh, you go, no. and it was just right in the bread basket. <laughs> I didn't notice that live. I was shocked at just the pass and the catch. I was like, that just happened. Like, let alone like no matter what Mahomes looked like throwing it, like where he put it and where the dude caught it was like you can't defend that. Like it was a perfect pass, and then you see. The actual throw, like, I don't even think his feet were on the ground. You know, he's, like, in midair, like, kind of hopping. Yeah, (laughs) it was was the dime. It was great. Another story for the Chiefs that kind of has come out. I think the Chiefs are frustrated with the way that Jawan Taylor is being officiated. They're starting to feel like maybe it's not being called consistently across the league with Jawan Taylor, you know, being called Mm -hmm. for false starts and illegal formations. And... You saw Jawan Taylor start the second half on the bench. And to my understanding, I think the Chiefs were doing an experiment where they had the second string. I cannot remember his name off the top of my head. 
line oh, up the uh, same way that Jawan Taylor did. Yeah. And he was not getting called for illegal formations or false starts. And you see it across the league where right tackles are doing the exact same thing that that uh Jawan Taylor's doing. Lane Johnson is uh for the Eagles is a great example. He does pretty much the same thing and doesn't get called for it. So I'm hoping that we start to see some consistency. Uh a touchdown, a pretty much walk-in touchdown from Mahomes to MBS got called back for mm. one of these. And yeah, he could have had like four touchdowns in the first quarter or something like that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it gets addressed. But at the same time, you know, I think Jawan Taylor should probably make some adjustments himself as well. I know he's, you know, most of the time doing what he's supposed to do, but you know that you have a huge target on your back from the officiating, whether it's fair or not. And while they have, while they're emphasizing what you were doing, I think you should, you know, lay low and make sure that you're not negatively impacting the team with getting flags on you, whether they're justifiable or not. That is very true. But yeah, I think the Chiefs are also kind of putting it out there to the refs or to the NFL officiating. Like, guys, you gotta you gotta reel this back because it, it's not just us, and it's not being called consistently. But uh, Andy Reid did say, like, when he took him, he was not benched this game. He had like a cut on the inside of his mouth or something. Yeah, and they put in the guy that yeah, I still can't. He's got a weird name too. <laughs> uh, they shifted some guys around. And again, it was also because of the blowout. But uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah, they're they're trying to more like, like hey, we'll we'll work on it. But you, they need to make awareness here. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, there was I don't remember when it was. There was like this perfect little counterplay to Pacheco for like twenty yards. I think it was like in the first half. Did you see that? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I mean, I watched the game, so I oh. <laughs> watched it. But. We had, it was like one of the, I hope they do this a lot because it was a counter. So he hands it to Pacheco, he cuts right, cuts left, and he was gone. Like the whole, everybody bit on the play going right. And then he's just up the left. And I'm like, I don't think the Chiefs have ever ran that. It's such a simple counter it's literally like madden football you know like you just run a simple counter and it just i don't know maybe the defense was just that bad but it, i was like we need to see more of this like this will open up the running game even more so rather than the jet sweeps and everything that they you know are very successful with but it's those types of plays where you know you can open up your run game even more um but yeah other random things like uh, I don't know if it was that play, the the Mahomes like crazy throw, but like Greg Olson called Justin Watson Willie Mays. Did you hear him say that? Yeah, where he he <laughs> switched over his shoulder yeah. and he called him Willie was it Mays. That or play? It was not that play. It was a different okay. play, I believe. But I don't know. I love that. <laughs> I, was like, I actually really enjoyed Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on that broadcast. Yeah, so they were good. They were good on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. I was like, yeah. how can we get them to call more Chiefs games? So it's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, it's kind of hard not to always talk Chiefs that entire game. But I think yeah. they're actually 
pretty neutral. Um, yeah, going back to your you're talking about the defense, like Nick Bolton didn't even play in this game. Uh, Drew Drew Tranquil had the mic. Uh, and he had a, a fantastic game. So, if yeah. those two are your Mike linebackers, then that's even more trouble for everybody else. The defense is going to be stacked. Yeah, you didn't. I mean, obviously, you want Nick Bolton on the field, but you didn't even miss him Sunday, which is a good a exactly. good problem to have. Yeah, that's how deep your your defense is. But and flipping to the Bears. Uh, my takeaway for the Chicago Bears is this is the worst team in the NFL. I mean, from from the front office to the coaching staff to the players, it's just an absolute mess. They have a quarterback that I just I I'll believe it when I see it. They have an offensive line that stinks. They have. DJ Moore is their one receiver. They have a defense that can't do anything. And I just, my takeaway was this is going to be a very long season for the Chicago Bears again. And I think it, you know, Matt Eberflus's job is probably put on watch at this point. And Possibly even the general manager, Ryan Poles, because he has nobody that he has brought in has developed into anything. And right. I think Ryan Pace was actually responsible for Justin Fields. But again, it's Justin Fields is not developed. In my opinion, he's not that he was great last season, but. He's going backwards. And you can't have that. He was 11 for 22, 99 yards, a touchdown and a pick. And that touchdown was in garbage time. So congratulations for that. But just I I just was like, wow, they're really bad. (laughs) No, you're right. Every game this season, I mean, people are calling for jobs and it's week three. Uh, and people were talking about how many MVP votes is Justin Fields going to get in the off season. <laughs> and now they're zero and three and they look worse than last year, perhaps. So that's, it's really bad timing for them to <laughs> open the season and not show growth. They've got the weird, uh, defensive coordinator issue, which is still kind of up in the air. We don't really know what's going on there. Um, but yeah, there the, possibly was something that happened at the facility. There's uh, reports of inappropriate right conduct was what whatever was that said. Means. There's no no uh, <laughs> Who details knows? outside of that, right. other than there's no what did they say on the broadcast? Broadcast no criminality to it, uh, oh, which okay. I didn't know was a word. Um, Interesting. <laughs> I didn't hear them say that. Interesting. <laughs> and. Uh, but yeah, their defensive coordinator resigned last week, and you also had the the comments from Justin Fields that kind of probably got blown out of proportion, where he said that you know it was a problem with coaching. Uh, yeah, I think it was more his response, 
Like, if you heard his response, he was just like, oh, well, you guys, you guys have to twist my words, and that's your job. And it's like, bro. Now, I th- he's 24 or whatever, so he, he has some learning still to do. You know, so I don't really, I'm not just going to call him out and be like, come on, you know better. But you got to take responsibility as well. Like, for him to call out the coaching and be like, oh, well, you twisted my words and this and that. It's yeah. like, whether or not they did, come out and say your piece, you know. But I think, again... I'll I'll kind of give him the pass. Oh sure, and ex- you know like I mean? you said, it's it's a learning thing. And I Zach Wilson did almost the exact same thing last year. He came out, the Jets got just couldn't do anything offensively, and he was basically like, oh, "It wasn't my fault." Like he was right. like Elvis Gerbach or whoever that Chiefs quarterback was that was like, "I can't catch the ball and or I can't pass the ball and catch it." <laughs> like, uh, but yeah. So it's just when you're the quarterback, you give the credit away when you do well and you take the blame when you don't do well, whether it's your fault or not. That's that is the position of the quarterback. You are the leader on the field. You play the most position in all of professional sports. So there are things that come along with doing that, that you have to make sure that you're doing correctly. Right. Well, this will forever be known as the Taylor Swift game. Like, literally forever. I don't think that'll ever not be uh, what we remember this game for. I mean, we'll always be like, yeah, they, you know, blew out the Bears, and they're looking great. But Taylor, the Taylor Swift, Swift of it all. Go Taylor ahead. Swift went to Arrowhead, and, yeah. there, and there was a Chiefs game. That's right. what happened. <laughs> also, what happened. Chiefs blew up the Bears. Yeah, there was some ridiculous, like, uh, you know, TV ratings, and that went through the roof because all the Swifties started watching football for the first time. And of course the NFL is going to love that, you know, <laughs> like that's what it's all about. Like getting new fans any way you can, and, even though they're the superpower that they are. Yeah. Along with, you know, the Taylor Swift news with Travis Kelsey, uh, there was a tweet from the athletic today that Travis Kelsey, uh, his Jersey sales oh, yeah. rose 400% <laughs> this week. Right. That is incredible that is all taylor swift fans buying travis kelsey jerseys (laughs) that is exactly that is wild if his number was 89 that would all that would be like perfect yeah that'd be great but um but yeah with all that with the taylor swift of it all you had mahomes reaching twenty-five thousand yards the fastest with 89 games my bad, I didn't. Uh, I 83 games. 83 games. 89 yeah, Ma- was the other record. Uh, I think. Yeah, Matthew Stafford, I think, was the other one that had the record, and it took him 90 games. There you go. So, pretty cool, because you're just going to continue to see that from Patrick Mahomes, breaking records significantly yeah. earlier than, you know, the player that he took the record from. So, but all in all, uh, a great, great game for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs play the New York Jets on Monday Night Football. And for the third time, it will not be Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers. Instead, it will be Patrick Mahomes versus Zach Wilson. And Tyler, I know you have a lot to say about the Jets. Uh, I have a lot to say about their quarterback situation. <laughs> um yeah, so this game was happening at the same time as uh, 
Packers Saints. And I kind of had a side eye on it, but I mean, it was one of those, you know, weather games. It was rainy and uh, honestly, a snooze fest. You know, <laughs> I watched a lot more Packers than this game, but uh, like I said last week, which everyone is saying, you know, now, well, a lot of, I'm not the only one, but you know, I said it last week, you cannot run out Zach Wilson. He clearly is not it everybody's already calling for him to get the heck out of there. I don't know what their options are. Now that the Vikings are 0-3, maybe Kirk Cousins will go over there. I don't know either. It's clear It's clear to me, and I think most of the league, that Zach Wilson is not an NFL quarterback. No. If you listened to Tony Romo, Tony Romo was just critiquing and nitpicking every little thing that Zach Wilson did during that broadcast. Why didn't you check down here? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? What are you doing? Like, I mean, he, he he sacked himself. <laughs> did you see that? <laughs> yeah. That was one of the worst plays I've ever seen. The dude did a 360 because he's honestly, he's out there seeing ghosts like an, well, another ex <laughs> jets quarterback. I mean, I listen, the dude spun himself to the ground. Nice pull. I did. Uh, I, I, Dan, uh, Dan Orlovsky was on, mm. he was on Pat McAfee yesterday and he said something that is probably, probably makes a ton of sense, but still doesn't really, you know, make it better. But his take is that Zach Wilson is just too afraid to make a mistake. So he's just not doing anything well. And that makes a ton of sense. You know, the Jets okay. obviously didn't want him. That's why they brought in Aaron Rodgers, but we talked about it last week. Obviously, you don't anticipate an injury to your quarterback, but if you don't believe in Zach Wilson, you shouldn't have well, kept him on the team. I think it's the general manager who drafted him, which is the only reason why he's still there. They can't take the L and get rid of him. And well, at they this can't. Point, it's not that they can't take the L and get rid of him. It's that they, they don't can't want take to. the L. Twice they already had to give up on Sam Darnold. Yeah, that's pretty and bad too. If you're gonna give up on two, were they both number round uh, first yeah. round picks? Well, they not were. first round picks, but number one picks uh, uh, overall. I yeah, don't I don't know if they were one overall, but they were both first round picks for the yeah. Jets within like a three year like period. Three, of each yeah, other. so can't if you fail on high picks back to back. That's kind of what the Bears are in. They're in that situation. They missed on Trubisky. Well, they they missed on a lot right. picking Trubisky, but we don't need to get into that. I think that's pretty well documented who he should, who the Bears should have drafted there. But same thing. You have Trubisky didn't work out. Justin Fields kind of looking like it might not work out. And, you know, spending high draft picks on busts. And that's a tough pill to swallow. But yeah, Jets, the Jets have a quarterback issue. And again, a team that was in Super Bowl talks with Aaron Rodgers on our center is now a team that, you know, maybe, maybe they'll win five games. I don't know. Yeah. And I, this, this game coming up on Sunday against the Chiefs, that's in New York. After this total drubbing of the bears what is this game going to look like what are those fans going to be sounding like yeah you know uh, i, I mean? feel like maybe they'll finally get something done 
with a QB change after that sure. game, hopefully. I feel like the NFL is like try, trying to figure out a way to flex this game out of prime <laughs> time. But, night game? but the Chiefs, the Chiefs draw uh, an audience, so sure they won't. But uh, sticking with the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins just—I mean—they just destroyed the Denver Broncos. Tyler, they dropped seventy on the Denver Broncos, and for me. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, this was Mike McDaniel making it personal against the Denver Broncos because he didn't oh, yeah. they didn't give him an interview in 2022. But for me, this <laughs> right. was the Miami Dolphins putting the NFL as a whole on notice. Hey, mm-hmm. you keep talking about the Chiefs. You keep talking about the Bills, the Bengals. We're here, too. We were good last year. We, you know, had unforeseen circumstances with Tua going down, but we were okay. we were great. And we're going to pick up where we left off from that point this season. And we want to be a team that is going to be in Super Bowl contention. And through three games, they're 3-0. and And they're, in my opinion, the scariest team in the league. It's just working all around for the Chiefs. I mean, for the Dolphins. <laughs> also the Chiefs. <laughs> well, yeah, dude, it's we've been saying it. You know, since we started the pod here, like if Tua is healthy, this is who they are. I didn't think they'd be dropping seventy. It is the Broncos, but man, this is but that, you don't see been that saying it more. That's a college score. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I mean, he only threw four touchdowns. Yeah, you know, and they had seventy. I I don't know how much um, garbage time you know in a win you know you're scoring your own garbage time <laughs> points how much of that 70 was that but uh yeah. yeah i mean yeah i guess we go on to the broncos here i mean geez you got sean payton talking you know crap on uh hackett and he just goes you know loses uh by what 60 50 yeah. points Oh, the Broncos. The Broncos are a mess. And Sean Payton is overrated. I agree. (laughs) And he got paid a lot of money to, so far, come in and stink. Now, with that being said, their their defense is obviously terrible, but they are scoring points. Um, So, you know, if, if, if there's anything positive to take away from Denver being 0 and 3. Um they're scoring a little bit. But you know, they hung the they uh hung tough tough with the uh the Raiders in week, week 1, but turns out the Raiders are also really bad, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on them uh on coaches that are going to get fired in the <laughs> next, you know, Day. 6 weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, Dol- by the way, Dolphins had 726 yards. Yeah. No, Insane. This, this was the equivalent of Alabama playing like <laughs> middle Tennessee or somebody. I don't know. You know, <laughs> just oof. 70 points in an NFL game is just unheard of. I remember checking the score and it being 56 to whatever. And I was like, oh, surely right. they'll just shut it down. And then <laughs> put 14 more up. Like, All right. right. You might as well. It's the NFL. You know, you you can't run out the score in the NFL. It's the NFL. It's the best league Barely. in the world. 
(laughs) If you you can't stop them, they're not like that's on you. But Philadelphia played the Buccaneers, and Philly's been, you know, similar to the Chiefs, have kind of gotten off to a slow start. They arguably could have been 0 2 going into this game, had a couple things gone differently in those previous games, but. They started to look like the Philadelphia team that we all thought was going to be the Philadelphia team this season. And I think they're really about to hit their stride. You know, they made easy work of the Buccaneers last night and they play the commanders next week who aren't very good. And then they play a Rams team that I genuinely still have no idea what to make of them. Yeah, what's scary about the Eagles right now is this is probably like their C game. And even last night, it's uh, I don't think they were really in their stride yet, you know, for most of that game. And they're still winning by two scores. You know, like that's, you know, <laughs> that's pretty scary, which is a sign of a really good team. You know, much uh, kind of like the Bengals. The Bengals still have question marks. I think because the Rams, I don't really think played a super strong game, but they didn't. And you could tell Joe Burrow was not Joe Burrow yesterday. So once there's a lot of check downs, a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of just, you know, not typical Joe Burrow, even in the pocket, he looked weird. Yeah. Um, His mobility is pretty shot right now, which makes sense, but it's also like, somewhere in the third or fourth quarter, they just are like, oh, we're the Bengals again. And are just <laughs> yeah. chucking the ball. And I'm like, where yeah. did this team, like they've been sleepwalking yeah. for three and a half weeks. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, like the, you know, the Bengals are, uh, they're scary again, <laughs> you know, out of nowhere. Like, I'm like, yeah, that's who we, they've always been, you know? So moving on from Philly, Bengals, Bucks, all that to another really good NFL team or NFC team rather the 49ers 49ers played the Giants and 49ers are just I mean I don't know they this week they have passed the Chiefs for as Super Bowl favorites and you know Brock Purdy again looked good I know that Brock Purdy is not the sole reason why this team wins football games but seems that when he is on the field, they win. That's all they do is win football games. But obviously this offense all around is incredible. Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel doing work, the defense chopping people up 49ers. And and they're in a division that really has just a lot of question marks. Yeah. I mean, they took care of business, you know, another great sign for a team that's clearly, top of their game putting away a really bad uh Giants team. I mean the Giants had 89 yards in the first half. I thought they looked okay all things considered against the Niners defense and then the Niners run game was just dominant and not a whole lot you can do there. Their whole team, I mean you said it, it's like they do everything great. <laughs> They're just top of the top of their game right now. Like everything is going right, so you know, with Lopsided scores, uh, teams starting to look like themselves. We also had three upset upsets around the league. Dallas 
who I thought through the first two weeks of the season looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. And then they play the Arizona Cardinals who are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league. And they just look bad the whole game in Arizona credit to Arizona. This is two weeks in a row where, you know, they had the giants up. They were up on the giants 20 to nothing at the halftime. They ended up losing that game, but they beat Dallas and they're playing tough football. They're playing like they're playing hard and they're playing yeah. like they want to win. Like Arizona's actually through the last first three weeks of the season has been kind of fun to pay attention to. Uh, I, I mean, with all that being said, I don't think that, you know, they're going to win more than four games, but this is a typical Dallas Cowboys game where they can look like the best team on the planet one week. And then mm-hmm. the next week, it looks like they've never played football in their life. And that is, that is the problem with the Cowboys. You don't know who you're going to get. You don't know what Dak Prescott you're going to get. You don't like, I don't know. <laughs> this is why, this is why people feel the way they do about the Dallas Cowboys because they do things like this. Now you're absolutely right. Cause I, that's how I felt, you know, I'm like, man, that's, these guys are going to be finally, they're going to be in the zone and there's no more excuses. And then you see the dolphins and the chiefs put away bad teams and the Niners. And what do the Cowboys do? They go do this where everybody was like, this is a win. And <laughs> You know, and it's 28 to 16. Yeah, 28 to 16. And another one, Houston Texans over Jacksonville. Houston won by 20. And another team got a rookie quarterback that, you know, they, they don't, you don't have high expectations for Houston. And Jacksonville, on the other hand, uh, they think that they are a Super Bowl contender. And this is now two weeks in a row where you're just kind of throwing your hands up, like, what, what's wrong with this football team? They, 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 again, look like a team that has nine wins written all over them. Yeah, C.J. Stroud played a pretty solid game, but the Jags had four turnovers. One of them was a blocked field goal, and they had a, uh, a fullback run back a, a kickoff, 85-yard kickoff return. The third... Uh, upset of the night or of the week Colts over the Ravens Ravens came into this game 2-0 against the Colts team that again just like the Houston Texans don't really have a whole lot of expectations but the Ravens kind of have a lot to prove they, they play in a tough division and they're chasing the Bengals they have a lead on the Bengals and Apparently the Browns as well. <laughs> Apparently the Browns have like the best defense in the league, but <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Ravens lost to the Colts. And these are in all three of these teams, Dallas, Jacksonville, and Ravens. I think they're all three playoff teams. I do. And these are the games where you are just you you go, they lost to who? And the Chiefs. <laughs> The Chiefs aren't immune to that. They they did it to they lost the Colts the Colts last, last season. They did it to the I guess the Titans were the one seed the year that they laid an egg against them. But the Titans were the worst one seed in the history of the game that year. But that's for a different time. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, you have those games where you go, all right, got to just put that one behind us. And, you know, as Bill Belichick would say, we're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> but, uh, Packers Saints. One of the early games on Sunday, Tyler, you were fired up about this game whenever uh, we were building the rundown of the show. So I'm going to, I'm going to hand it over to you and let you, let you fly. Well, it was the game before the chiefs game and I wanted to, you know, um, watch Jordan love, you know, so I was really interested to see, and you got some Derek Carr action as well. So I thought it was a perfect game to lead into the chiefs, but, uh, yeah, this was an interesting one because, uh, I mean, <clears throat> the way the game went, this is almost like another upset. You know, I think these two teams, you know, with Carr coming in for the first year, you know, they're a little unproven. Um, but Jordan Love, you know, his first year starting, uh, still kind of an upset, you know, in my eyes. Uh, the Saints are a little more, you know... Little, little older, a little more, you know, veterans on their team, but uh, it, it was, it was, uh, what was the score? It was seventeen to nothing in the fourth, with eleven minutes left, and the Packers beat the Saints. Absolutely insane, because honestly, Jordan Love, uh, he's solid. The dude can play. He's gonna be another problem uh, for the Packers. Like this is not fair, uh, quite honestly. <laughs> For the Packers to get yet another good player, I mean, we talk about Justin Fields. You know, this guy looks great. I, no pun intended, I love Jordan Love. I'm really happy that he is... He's fun to watch, man. ...living up to it. He's, you know, he's doing, he's doing, as a young quarterback, he's doing what, you know, Zach Wilson can't do what Justin Fields can't do. And that's go win a football game for your team when you're down. And you said, you know, yet another good player for good quarterback for the Packers. I'm not, I'm not quite ready to, to, (laughs) to say that yet. He's, you know, to put him in the Favre Rogers category, but well, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He, he could be very special. He already looks, he's just, he's very, comfortable and calm and making very smart decisions okay he only had like like 74 yards in the first half but you know took some killer sacks took him out of field goal range through an interception um he's throwing into coverage you know but uh you know he did what he needed to 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 get back in this game i mean make some really good throws made some really good decisions to run to get the first down which so many quarterbacks still don't do or can't do, you know, whatever it may be, but, you know, literally 17 to nothing in the fourth quarter with 11 minutes left, and they came back and scored 18. And then the Saints almost came back to win it, and they missed the field goal. You know, it was a hell of a game. It was one, it's a fun one to watch to come back, but, uh, you know, quick on the Saints, you know, Carr looked pretty good. I don't think his injury is super serious. But... On it week to week. Right. Uh, their running game is dominant, and they're getting Kamara back next week. I mean, 
the Saints with Derek Carr and a, and a, that running game that I saw, I'm like, this game could have been thirty to nothing <laughs> if uh, if that running game can take over. But they're still trying to make Taysom Hill a thing. It's like, please cut me a break with this guy. He comes out, and I'm like, you you're paying Derek Carr. He's your starter. Why the heck is Taysom Hill still? You see Derek Carr run to the sidelines. I'm like, it's 2023. Why is Taysom Hill still taking direct snaps as a QB tight end, whatever the heck he is? I don't know. Yep. And then you pointed out like Jimmy Graham scored a touchdown. And I was like... watching. I was out to eat and I was watching the game and uh, they had the sound on in the restaurant and they were like, Jimmy Graham. And I, I legitimately thought that the announcer misspoke. I was like, Jimmy Graham. <laughs> has been in the league for a decade and i looked it up i'm like that's that same jimmy graham all yeah. right good for he him did, he did a little lambo leap too he scored a touchdown and yeah um old friend alert too. tyron matthew made a made a big play too i was like okay i forgot he was on the saints but yeah he's still making plays for them but yeah fun game my my final game i want to talk about of the week is chargers vikings both of these teams oh yeah him into the season or into the week. zero and two and Tyler, if you asked me to describe a chargers Vikings game, <laughs> this is exactly what I would tell you. I would say, well, <laughs> the chargers, you know, went for it when they shouldn't have. Yeah. And the Vikings threw an interception at the end of the game. Like, it's just like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't watch that game, but this probably happened. And you would have been right here. So I really just kind of want to talk about the last three minutes of this football game, because this is where all of the, the nonsense happened. So chargers are up 28, 24 Vikings have the ball. It's fourth and goal on the one. They go for it as they should have, because you know, you, you again, you're down 28, 24. You could, Kick a field goal, you make it, congratulations, you're still losing. So, and then you're going to give the ball back to the Chargers. Or you don't, you make it, you don't convert as they did. And you pin the Chargers inside of their own end zone and give your, give your defense a chance to make a stop. And that is exactly what happened. The Chargers were... It was fourth and one on the Chargers' own 24. And instead of just punting the ball away, they decided to go for it. Uh, Again, in their own territory. And the Vikings made a stop. And now, all of a sudden, the Vikings have a chance to win the football game with a minute plus to go. And, you know, they get inside the 10 yard line, they drive and let like 30 seconds fall off the clock. And everybody that's sane is like clock, just clock the ball, clock the ball. And the announcers instead, were calling for it. Yeah. Instead they, they rush up to the line and Kirk cousins forces a throw and it ends up being an interception and the chargers win. It's something that was just, you know, that is why, and I don't know 100% if this is Kirk Cousins' fault or if it's coaching, but for me, Kirk Cousins has to know. Clock the ball, huddle up, and 
draw up the greatest play the NFL has ever seen that will score <laughs> you a touchdown right there. Right. And they just, they didn't do it. I didn't understand it. And that's why to me, that's why people say what they do about Kirk cousins. It's why people don't think he's good. Cause he does things like this often. You're like, come on, Kirk. And it's tough because the chargers, you know, tried to charge her making <laughs> reckless decisions that I will never understand. But Vikings, uh, Vikings gave it away at the end of the day. And as a chiefs fan, it's frustrating. Yeah, now it's now they're zero and three, uh, which everyone keeps saying statistically is pretty next to impossible to make the playoffs, even with the extra game. But yeah, that's a that's a rough way to start your season, especially with so many chances to win. You know, Chargers are really good, but we keep going back to how long is Staley going to be there? You know, they're making decisions like this. I think this is two weeks in a row where they've they've had the game on the line and they've they've tried to run it and failed. Yeah. Am I wrong? Like give uh, it to give it to your best players. Throw the ball. Yeah, with the game on the line, your best player being Justin Herbert needs to have the football. Or, you know, if you want to try, you can just have Keenan Allen chuck a fifty yard bomb to Mike Williams. But <laughs> whatever whatever you think is best there. But Not anymore. He's he's out for the season. He is out for the season. An ACL tear, but I don't know. In this situation, just punt the football <laughs> and make the Vikings drive down and win the game. Right? What are you doing? Ugh. But that—that's week three. Pretty interesting week as a whole. Looking ahead to week four and it's already week four the nfl season once it starts it flies <laughs> um week four lions packers on thursday night packers and lions are both two and one both pretty exciting football teams one of those two teams is obviously going to come out of the north and it's the first time i get to see them go head to head along with packers lions another division battle bills and dolphins this is sunday at noon <laughs> yeah I it's gotta be game was... of the week yeah and <laughs> this is the what they should flex into sunday <laughs> yeah dolphins bills obviously huge game already early in the season bills are three and oh i mean dolphins are three and oh rather bills are two and one and this could be a statement game for the dolphins know they could they could go two games up on the bills and give themselves a little bit of cushion and you know really put the league on notice as i said earlier and i'm very excited to watch it yeah i mean the bills put away the commanders 37-3 this week so you know both these teams Kind of at the height of their game. I think they're in a good stride. I mean, more so with the Bills. They were looking kind of iffy there, but you know, I think the Bills are in perfect form and meeting the uh, the Dolphins, who clearly this will be, yeah, game of the week for sure. 
And uh, to close it out, as we said earlier, the Chiefs go on the road on Sunday Night Football and play the New York Jets in what should hopefully be a pretty comfortable, comfortable victory for the Chiefs. This is the Football Kingdom Podcast. We'll see you next week.